Welcome to Side Effects with an A. When effect is normally used, it's a noun. It's already occurred. Effect is a verb meaning action. Action influences outcomes. I'm Scott McGowan. And I'm Anne Marie Singleton. We will provoke you to think differently. Side Effects, where problems are defined, solutions exposed. Welcome back to Side Effects. My name's Scott McGowan. And with I'm Anne Marie Singleton. Hey, Anne, how are you? Great. How are you, Scott? Perfect. And we have a guest with us, Mark Thompson. Good Hi, Mark. morning. How are you guys? Fantastic. Thanks for being with us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. So, one of the things that we talk about at Side Effects is a safe place to talk. And, Anne, one of the, one of the things that's real important to us and our organization is the passion to mitigate the healthcare dollar. Uh, one of the things that's really important to me is leadership. Right. And I think that's important to all of the listeners, leadership. Well, you know, I don't think it matters really what your role is. If you have a C in front of your title or not, leadership is leadership. It's everyone's responsibility. One of the things, too, one of the quotes that I refer to a lot is, life is a wonderful teacher and she rarely gets an apple on her desk. And the older we are, the more apples we get. And some of them just don't taste that good. <laughs> I've eaten a few rotten apples in my time. Yeah, I have too. And I think one of the things too that I really appreciate. Is that what brought me in today, the whole rotten apple thing? No, no, no. Your <laughs> okay. apples are, your right. apples are right. good, good. You, you have a good bush of apples. Because, uh, you know, Mark uh, has added a lot of value to McGowan Braybender. Uh, not only is he a, a personal friend of, of uh, the company, but he's a personal friend of mine. And the value that Mark has given uh, to McGowan Braybender with his role at Aileron, and we'll talk about that in a minute, is really uh, my, my, uh, my passion for all of this is a lot of leaders need a safe place to be vulnerable. I think a lot of leaders, uh, you know, we're taught to ha be strong, have courage, act bold. Uh, and a lot of times that gets us in a lot of trouble. And we need a safe place to be able to go and talk. Well, and you need someone to talk to because let's face it, if you're a leader in a company in an in a executive position or an owner of a company, um, aside from talking to other business owners, who, who's going to help you? Where, where do you get that advice? That's a great – you know, I think one of the things too, Anne, when you talk about leaders, sometimes um, when you're at the top, you, you really don't have a place to go. Right. Right. Which, which is why we wanted to bring Mark in. So, Mark, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, Scott, I'm an engineer gone bad. I started <laughs> out my career as an engineer and uh, grew up in an engineering architectural company for the majority of my career. Ended up uh, becoming the largest shareholder in that company and was the CEO for the last 14 years that I was there. So, the C uh, CEO of a large organization. Yeah. Uh, so where did you, where did you grow up? Grew up in Middletown, Ohio. Oh, so I've always been in the region. I, I lived in Chicago for about a year, uh, but, uh, have been in this region either Cincinnati or Dayton, uh, almost my whole life. Went to school in Cincinnati, I right? Did. Yes. Oh, UC fan. I am. Yeah, that's right. You've, you've mentioned so. that. Yeah. Some of our shareholders, Dave Holman standing here with us and, uh, he's a UC grad and a big fan. So, uh, hey, one of the things, too, that I, I'll never forget the phone call you made when you said, hey, Scott, I'm, I'm going to Aileron. So talk to us about that transition. Sure. That, that, uh, that was a big transition for me personally. But uh, I, had, I had been a client of Aileron's. And so I, uh, about 2006, I reached out to Aileron for some help with business planning. And it, I took a course. It's a course they no longer offer. 
And uh, I like to say I broke them of that They closed course. that course That's after right. you after, completed after me, it. After me, I think I shut it You're down. You're one of but, a kind. Uh, yes. But um, uh, that course kind of opened me up to what was possible. And uh, in the course, the, the facilitator was encouraging me to establish a board of advisors. And I said, look, I've got all these employees, all, the, all these clients. I've got a fiduciary board. I think I'm the most accountable guy in Dayton, Ohio. I'm not sure why I need another group watching over me. And he said, Mark, you don't really get it. And he was right. And uh, by the end of uh, 2007, or early in 2007, end of 2006, I installed a board of advisors. And through that journey, started developing a, a different vision for the firm. You know, one of the things, too, that I think is interesting for our, for our listeners I mean, Aileron is, in my opinion, one of the greatest gifts in the community. Truly is. It was bestowed by the Mateel family and Clay's passion for leadership. Mm -hmm. And I love when he talks about the fact that um, one of the greatest things that an entrepreneur can do is just give somebody a job and a role. And when I think of entrepreneurship, and uh, it's scary to take that responsibility on your shoulders. No question. But for our listeners, can you get to um, just... Because I'll, I'll probably mess it up. So like from 30,000 feet, if I'm listening, so what is Aileron? How is it founded? Sure. And, you know, where's its passion come from? Sure. So Aileron's passion is really for the entrepreneur. And the entrepreneur is someone who puts their capital at risk in a privately held company. An end result is often jobs, but the, the driver is the creation of value. Right. So jobs don't just appear. And a leader's primary job is, is thinking about how to create value. And then that value gets shared in a really rational way. It gets shared with customers as an extra benefit. It gets shared with the employees who are also customers. They're just customers we happen to pay versus customers who pay us. And uh, if there are owners of the firm or shareholders, it gets shared back with them. It, but... It all starts with the creation of value. Otherwise, there's nothing to share. Yeah. Gotcha. And Clay Mateel, um, who, who founded Aileron and who funded that and who supported it, um, one of his biggest passions was passing it on and mm -hmm. how to repay his mentors. And eventually that legacy will belong to others right. who go through that process as well. True. So do you, do you know, Scott, what the meaning of Aileron is? I think well, it's, a, it's a strange word, right? And maybe our listeners don't even know what the word means. Do you know what it is? I, I do. You do. Well, okay, so why don't you try it and we'll backfill your answer. Okay. <laughs> is that fair? Hmm, touche. Okay. So I looked it up. So unless Webster's is incorrect. No, you're good. Um, aileron's a part of an airplane wing, it right? Is. And it means to lift or to bank. So it allows the, the plane to go up and, and adjust. So the metaphor is around lift and, and guidance. Or, or steering of, of the plane. And, and, of course, with our legacy of the Wright brothers in, in Dayton region, I, I believe that's why Aileron was chosen as the name. It's about lift and steering. So a lot of what we've done over the years relates to strategic planning and visioning. Uh, Aileron is, is really just growing very rapidly in terms of their, their model of professional management. So how does a company get involved with Aileron? How sure. do they start? Sure. So there's uh, it, it, the entrepreneurial space is uh, uh, crowded, I would say, 
with a lot of uh, a, a lot of mostly public sector entities trying to inspire entrepreneurs with startup capital, um, startup uh, incubators. Aileron is really for companies that have made it through startup. So a rule of thumb would be they have about a million dollars in top line revenue okay. uh, or, or greater. Uh, sometimes they have more than than 10 employees. And so the notion is they've gotten through startup some way, and now they're trying to find a way to scale and grow. You know what's interesting about that, too? Because I remember the first time I walked out there. So if you haven't uh, heard about Aileron, go, go to their website and look at that, or you can go to www.healthierbirthdays.com, and we'll put a resource center out there for you. But I, I think what I was really mostly curious about, because I'll never forget the first time I went out there, but... I mean, one is the facility is just, it's I mean, beautiful. it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's iconic, yeah. Even when you drive in, I mean, it's a place where you're just, um, it's almost intentional, the winding road, and I'm going to maybe turn off my phone, I'm going to relax a little bit. But then as you get into the building, um, the resources that are available for entrepreneurs, like it's a safe place to ask really, really good questions. So what kinds, of, what, what types of programs does Aileron offer? Sure. Aileron's flagship program is called the Course for Presidents. And so it's it's really a two-day seminar that is meant to introduce you to professional management, the way in which Aileron defines it. And they use a model. We use a model called the DOC model. DOC stands for the three fundamentals of direction, operation, and control. And then there are six disciplines associated with those three fundamentals. They're leadership and strategy, uh, performance management, and business structure, culture, and people development. So any any private organization can join? Are there any certain privately parameters? held corporation or okay. yeah, company can join. So uh, this is for the private sector. It's for, in general, smaller companies that are ready to scale. And, and if you think about it, a lot of startup companies happen because someone sees a better way. And that someone tends to be a technician. They tend to be good at something. Like an engineer like yourself? Like, like an engineer or an architect or whoever. And they step out and they start out and they build a job for themselves. And then they find that they're growing because they're doing a good job. And they get to a certain stage and they realize, you know, I started this journey as a technician but I'm now leading a company, and there's a number of other people who are relying on the decisions I make and the directions I choose. Yeah. So it, when it's it, just one entrepreneur with a team around them, it's not as scalable. They can't grow to that next that's level. Right. They can't get as that's big. That's right. So you find yourself a leader and a manager in your own company, and you maybe didn't even intend that. Initially, you, were, you had a better way, and that might have been the vision. And so Aileron is meant to help at that, at that stage of the journey and really introduce to professional management. Uh, and ultimately, a, a lot of our clients are looking to grow in some way. There, there's something that's not quite, there, it's not that things are broken, just something not meeting what they want in right. terms of their vision. I think it's interesting, too, because when you think about that as an entrepreneur, I mean, one, you go to bed every, every night with fear. Sure. But you've got, you know, tremendous passion to grow your product or grow your service. And then one day you sit down and, and, and you realize that, uh, like, hey, I don't have this all figured out. Like, That's right. Uh, like, I remember 
before we went to Aileron, one of the things, uh, we didn't have a budget for 15 years. Right. Now, that's not a bad thing. Uh, I, I would say it's pretty healthy to have a budget. Would you agree? It's a good thing. As yeah. a former yeah. banker, yeah. I, yes. I'd like you to have a budget. budget? Yeah. Yes. I prefer to <laughs> call you. it more of like a performance plan. Okay. Well, I don't care what you call it as yeah. long as you have it. I'm kind of with you. Okay. It, uh, it's healthy. It's healthy and helpful at the same time. But, uh, you know, even, uh, you know, entrepreneurs are just really passionate about people and about their product and about That's their right. service. But there's other elements of that role that are really, really critical. The fundamentals are the fundamentals. And uh, one of the things I'll say, Scott, my role specifically at Aileron, the, the thing I do primarily is I am a business advisor, which means I'm working with other business owners. Aileron's model is what we would call a peer-to-peer guidance model. It's a little bit different than a traditional consulting model that we're all familiar with. We guide, we offer counsel. Um, There really is no judgment. So I ran an imperfect organization. All the business advisors that are associated with Aileron ran imperfect organizations. And we're we're not judging there's really yeah, no there, perfect organization there out is, there, which is there your is point, not, right? There is not. And so uh, really what it's about is not some standard of achievement, but about improving, about getting better. Continuous improvement. And that improvement uh, really does provide lift. It provides some relief. It, uh, it really opens our eyes to what's possible. So when I think about, because um, Mark, for, for our listeners, Mark has been on, on uh, our board of advisors for, gosh, three years now, maybe even four so he's looked under our hood, uh, and uh, I'm sure he's got some comments. I might ask him. I might not. Uh, but when you think about it's it, it's a orga- beautiful organization. Well, I appreciate that. And you've been very helpful with that. Well, thanks. And I think one of the things for a business owner, so, hey, I, like I want to go to Aileron, and I'm looking at Aileron. How can it help me? Uh, you know, one of the steps in reaching out would be at least how McGowan Braybender uh, kind of walked through this process was – the first step was um, to take the course for presidents. That's a very that's a very typical first step. Uh, sometimes people just connect with one of the business advisors, somebody like me or me, and we sit down and we talk about it and try and unpack maybe what uh, some of the concerns or reservations are about moving forward. Many times, uh, business owners are just up to their earlobes in the day to day of the business. And they can't envision two days away. Yeah, that's a big commitment. And, you know, we're fortunate. Again, we mentioned Aileron's right here um, up Tip City, Ohio. And we're right here in Dayton, Ohio, just 20 minutes down the road. But you actually serve organizations outside of our area too, right? We we do. I mean, this afternoon I'll be talking with a a business owner in Seattle. I have have clients on all four corners of the U.S., Boston, Seattle, Los Angeles, down in Florida, and many in between. And so folks find their way here. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, I haven't looked at the most recent statistics, but somewhere around 40% of our clients come from outside the Day- Dayton region. Yeah, and they, there they find are, their there way are other here. centers for business around the country. Even in Ohio, there's other centers for business. What makes Aileron that much more unique? A- Aileron is truly unique, and I would say it is a, it's the peer-to-peer guidance model. And uh, we, we fundamentally meet the customer where they are. And so out of the course for presidents, during the course, the, the, the client does an assessment. It's an assessment of themselves as a leader, 
and of their organization. And the first meeting with a business advisor after the course for presidents is really reviewing that assessment together and deciding what would be most relevant as a next step. I think what's interesting about that, and I might be out of school for saying this next comment, but... Hey, this is a safe place to say anything. Exactly. So <laughs> it, it was one of the things when we were out there that, um, I mean, it, it, it stopped me in my tracks. So uh, I'm out at Aileron, I'm walking around, I've heard about it. Obviously, uh, you know, the Mateels have been fantastic to our community. But I remember asking someone that was um, sitting there, why do you use Aileron? His response was, well, hey, Scott, they don't need my money. They yeah. just want my success. And I was like, whoa. Like, you know, and obviously I'm a consultant, so it's not, I'm not poking at consultants because that's what we do, Ann. Right. But I think what was really interesting about that statement is their motive is around the success of the entrepreneur. Well, it's, it's a not-for-profit. Uh, everything, when you really would market base the, the services, it's highly subsidized. Uh, our, our success is impact. And that impact is ultimately measured in improving the quality of life. And we believe quality of life is improved through healthy organizations, business organizations that provide jobs and value to their customers, their employees, and their communities. So what do you think? Um, I, I know Clay. You know Clay. We've met sure. Clay. Uh, and uh, he's been really generous to Dayton. His passion for entrepreneurs is incredible. What do you think his reference point or passion started for the entrepreneur? I think that uh, I don't know, so I can't. I can't really. I, I'm only guessing. Um, if you look at IAM's business model as Clay scaled it, they sold through distributors around the country, and these are small business owners. So, just at a very practical level, the success of IAM's depended upon the success of those partners. And so IAM's University, one of its charters was to help develop these distributors into better businesses. That helped IAM's, it helped the distributors, and everybody won. How, how long ago did Clay, um, well, walk me through kind of the, the foundation of like IAM's. How did yeah. that all come about? So Paul IAM's was the founder, and, and Clay's got a, uh, he's got a beautiful book that, that uh, really covers all that history. The but, title of that bookmark? Uh, it's escaping me now, Anne. I'm sorry. All right, because it's on the top of my head. I can <laughs> see the no, dream, dream No dream, Little Dream. Thank you. Dream That's No right. Little yeah. Dream. Good we'll job, put Scott. that on our, uh, yeah. our blog. Dream No Little Dream. Yeah. But uh, Paul Iams was working with very nutrition-rich foods. And uh, Clay met Paul. Clay started out as an accountant and, and was working for General Motors and General Mills ran across Paul and talked him into uh, uh, hiring Clay. Clay came to work for him, eventually bought half of IAMS, and they began to grow it, and it was tiny. Uh, I think it was maybe 500000 in revenue when Clay joined. Uh, eventually, Paul got to retirement stage. Clay, Clay bought him out and began scaling. Uh, and most of the scale, I think, took place during the 1980s and, and early 90s. Um, Clay is adamant about a board of advisors because of the objectivity you get from a board. And at one point, Clay's board felt that he had gotten the company to a certain level and they didn't feel he could get it to the next level. And uh, to his credit, 
he uh, he listened to him. I don't think he listened right away. Mm-hmm. I think he had to sort through it, which he should have. As uh, most entrepreneurs would. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but they ended up bringing in uh, an executive who helped them scale. And uh, I think they went from about $100 million up to about $900 million over a six-year period. And then en- ended up selling to Procter & Gamble for about $2.3 billion. Yeah. So, so. We, we, we saw Clay speak a few months ago in Cincinnati, and we, we got to hear his story. Uh, he and his wife are very generous, generous They're people. incredible people. And um, he just talked about his his involvement with his mentors and how important that was for him and how much he wanted to provide that to other entrepreneurs. So um, for the listeners who, who've listened to our earlier episodes, you'll know I, I used to be a commercial banker here in Dayton, Ohio. And um, long before IMS was sold, um, we saw quite a few loan requests come through for companies who who were otherwise not able to qualify on their own, um, but had some injection of capital. We never quite quite knew you know, where that came from. There are a lot of what we call angel investors around sure. town and and people who help out. Um, and, and we'll never know for sure who, who that was. But if I had to guess, I'd say Clay was probably helping entrepreneurs long before he envisioned and built Aileron. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know about the angel capital, but yes, I, I mean, it, this uh, the spirit of giving is not new to the, the entire Matil family. And I can tell you, uh, we see very much the same thing in the second generation, uh, Clay's children and, and on down. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. I mean, just an amazing family and a real gift. For, the, for our listeners, um, Mark is on, uh, you know, our board of advisors, and w- we had mentioned that uh, once before. But, you know, one of the questions I have for you and your role is, you know, what, what are some of the things that really amazes you about entrepreneurs as you sit down and you talk to them? I just think that uh, it, there is a, a courage and a drive, and um, it's, uh, it's not superhuman. It's very human, and I think that uh, what makes entrepreneurs different often is uh, I would say there's, there's some that is wiring. I think a lot of entrepreneurs tend to learn a little bit differently and communicate a little bit differently. And this is just the theory of Mark. So there's no validation of this. I'm, but it's in my observation, this is what I think I see. Um, part of what attracted me to Aileron um, is candidly, my best friends are all entrepreneurs. I mean, if you go back to college roommates, uh, I have a sister who's an entrepreneur. And uh, so these are people that from an energy level, that's who I'm attracted to and want to be around and want to help. And uh, if in some way I can be, as a business advisor, some some form of lift or, or guidance along the way, then uh, that's a real kick for what me. What would be like one of the things that you would say that maybe they, they struggle with? So as you're talking to them, it's just, it always rears its head. So, it's always this, this, this one or two things. So, uh, Scott, you... I think you've said this to me in the past, we think like we think. And so part of what you can get from a board of advisors or working at, uh, at Aileron on your business is you get a chance to get out of your own head. You know, I have this, this, this quote that I, <laughs> I love, and it's, as you I know, love this quote. your brain's like a bad neighborhood and sometimes you shouldn't be there alone. That's and you're right. exactly right. I mean, Aileron is that safe neighborhood to just share. So a lot of... A lot of the 
metaphor that I use, it's like unpacking a suitcase. So we, we drag our suitcase in and we unpack it. And, and we kind of hang things up and look at them and we, we can then start to rationally reorganize. And do you do a lot of donating when you unpack that suitcase? I do, I do. Okay. <laughs> do you sometimes want what someone else brought in their suitcase? Yeah, I'm always impressed. I'm always impressed. Um, but I would say another thing that I see over and over is we have ideas in our heads and all of us see better than we hear. Ouch. And we don't, we don't really make those ideas very visible. And that's where a lot of us struggle. And so if you think of it this way, Scott, and uh, I, about two-thirds of us are visual learners. We need to see it. About another 15 to 17% are what are called kinesthetic learners, which means we have to touch it and feel it and physically interact to learn. That leaves about 20% of us as auditory learners. We learn by hearing. And, and these are all just preferred methods of learning. We all learn in all ways. But if you think about what we tend to do in business, we run around and we talk. And so we're resonating with one out of five people's primary pre preferred way of learning. And wondering why it's not being executed yes. just like it happened in our That's heads. Right. That's right. And so I've had, uh, at some point, every business seems to come to me and say, hey, Mark, i got to tell you, we... Uh, we struggle with communication around here. And I we've have to never, not we've chuckle because that. we all struggle with <laughs> communication. Right. But sometimes we feel we're the only ones. And so a lot of a lot of the work we do that at the tactical level are lifting up tools and processes to make the work visible. We have a systems view that's really based in Deming's teachings and we have a business model canvas for structure that is very visual and you can begin to interact with the work. And all we're doing is unpacking and making visible the entrepreneur's brain and bringing their team into that exercise. I think for our listeners, too, because I remember the first time I took the president's course was that at Ridgely Terrace, yeah. maybe 15 years ago. And uh, I left there and felt like um, I had just learned enough and then got in my car, drove back to the office, and qu quite frankly, just uh, whether you, whether it's just immature or arrogance, I really don't care what you call it. But um, I did nothing with that information. Well, sometimes it was like it's another just... two-day seminar. Oh yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And then ten years later, you know, walk us forward. Um, we uh, were introduced to Aileron and uh, Mike Sutman, our president, and I went out to the president's course, and and we were blown away. And we said, you know, all of our shareholders need to experience this. So we want everybody to go through this, to understand that, hey, at least at McGill and Brabender, like, we, we get people. We get it. We get people. No question. And yeah. uh, we have a real passion for what we do. But there are some elements inside the organization that we need some skill sets. Well, and what I, what I love about what you said earlier, and I always tie everything back to kids. I have kids. I'm raising my kids. And I think it's all relative, growing a company and having employees and being a leader and, and raising kids. They, they go hand in hand. Is You said it's peer-to-peer. -peer, so mm -hmm. you're helping those entrepreneurs do their own learning. They're exploring and they're doing their own learning, which is different from another model that might just look down at what they're doing and tell them what to do, right? So that's a, that's a very distinct difference. And we have another mantra at Aileron that those that do the work do the learning. 
And what we're saying there is we offer up templates and, and uh, frames of thinking, if you will, for our clients to begin working in. And so it's very much, let's start working on the business versus let me lecture on the business, uh, which is really the traditional model, right. classroom time, then you go try and apply it. Right. We're actually the opposite of that. We begin applying it with the entrepreneur immediately right. so and that, learn as you go. That's a big deal. So I'm an entrepreneur. Let's say I, I have a business and I'm interested in in um, how to how to grow, how to scale my business. What's that next step? So I have limited time and limited money, right? Everyone does. How do I get started and, and how can I feel like okay, this is going to work for me. How does, how does that transition? I mean, you can, uh, the most simple step is uh, enrolling in the course for presidents. And how many times a year do you offer that? It's offered monthly. Monthly, yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's generally offered uh, on the first Tuesday and Wednesday of the month. Okay. But it's, that's all out on Aileron's calendar Which on their we'll website. Put, we'll put the sure. Aileron link on our, on our blog. Awesome. Um, but that's offered monthly. Or if you just want to talk to somebody uh, and they can reach out to me. So if you want to put my contact information, I'd be happy to, to answer questions or, or try and guide somebody through that discerning process. Okay, we will. So what's what's on the horizon for you, Mark? With you personally or you at Aileron, what, what do you have going on? So what, what we're doing at Aileron right now is deeply developing our content to the next level. And so I spend a great deal of my day working nose to nose, shoulder to shoulder with business owners. But then I also uh, am tapped by Aileron as a subject matter expert, a former client, and, and then also someone who's dealing directly with customers to bring the voice of the customer into the next version of products and, and services that we're offering. I think one of the things, too, that you brought up to us, which was really interesting, and it's one of those things you say and you, and you hear, like you said, you know, I, so I heard it, but um, then it kind of leaves a mark, not you, Mark, <laughs> but a, maybe just say a scar, <laughs> is uh, structure follows strategy. Yeah. And I think strategically, we were really good at unpacking, hey, the future of healthcare, where, where is it going? But where's the structure in that strategy? And, right. And, 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 and that hurt. So sometimes... Yeah, the, the initial steps, and, and we convince ourselves it's all about strategy. But there there is a symbiotic relationship between the culture of the organization, what we're structured to do operationally, and the strategies we choose. And we tend to choose strategies based on what, or we should, based on what the market will make available to us. Uh, in other words, uh, you and I can pick a strategy, but if nobody, if it doesn't resonate with anybody... Uh, it's just kind of a nice academic exercise, but not very valuable. Or nobody knows who does what, when, and That's where. Right. It's just That's an idea right. that hasn't it's been It's just an impact. idea. Exactly. But then the idea gets legs via the structure. And, and many times when we pick a, a new strategy, we, we under-resource it. We just think it's going to happen. Or we don't, we don't modify the organization in a constructive way and restructure enabled it to we call that we call that pixie dust around here that's right yeah and we all do it we are a strategy without structure is pixie dust that's right that's right so your new content's going to be driving that even deeper into organizations it does Uh, it it, yes it it works around all those dimensions of of the doc model so one of the things for our listeners because we're right on the heels of 30 minutes one mark thank you 
very much for being here. Well, it's my pleasure. I'm complimented that you'd have me. Well, you, you're uh, you're not only a gift to Aileron, but you're a real gift to uh, Aileron uh, and and our community. And I think one of the things that you even brought up too is um, you know sensory learning. Uh, and I'm a big believer in that. I mean, I think um, a lot of life is around the five senses. Mm-hmm. And so I would encourage our listeners, if they haven't heard of Aileron or have heard of Aileron, is go to the website and uh, learn a little bit more about it. You can go to www.healthierbirthdays.com or you can go to aileron.org and uh, review that information. The other thing, if you're uh, if you're local, uh, I would encourage you. Drive out there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, uh, it's not that far. Uh, from uh, from Dayton, and uh, it'll really give you a good glimpse of of seeing that organization, and then honestly, just feeling the building, the people, the resources uh, is uh, is really important. And at the end of the day, with entrepreneurs, I mean, it it's it's really up to you. It's up to the entrepreneur to say how much am I willing to go, and to not invent, spend, because it's not expensive. It's time. Time's expensive. Right. It's what right. you're going to invest. It's our most valuable resource is time. So, and speaking of time, we're, we're very near the end of our show today. So if you want more information or you have any ideas you'd like to send, you can send those to Scott and myself at ann at healthierbirthdays.com. Or Scott at healthierbirthdays.com. And Mark, thank you <laughs> so much for being with us today. Oh, it's truly my pleasure. So have a terrific day, and we'll see you next time on side effects. Thanks for listening and opening your mind. If you're interested in learning more, you can reach us at scott at healthierbirthdays.com or ann at healthierbirthdays.com. We hope you'll join us next time on on side side effects. effects.